0: with Back to God Ministries. How's everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You, my friend, are to never give up on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen, amen. All right, folks, listen. We cannot be out here living Any kind of way. Let me say that again. We cannot be out here. Living any kind of way. We will give an account. For our lives. Folks. The command has been given. Be holy. For I am holy. Those of us who have called on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved, there is a cost to following Jesus. And we are going to be looking at scriptures today that talk about following Jesus and the cost to follow Jesus. Before we get started let us pray but first let me say this once you have repented of your sins you must turn from all sin we cannot say that we are still sinners at the same time confess Jesus to be our Lord. Folks, I can't say it enough on the podcast. You cannot be in two kingdoms at the same time. Your body, child of God, is no longer yours. You have been bought with a huge price. You, beloved, are no longer yourselves. You don't belong to yourself anymore. Christ Jesus laid down his life and he has purchased you and redeemed you with his precious blood. So never get it twisted. It is not about us anymore. Our lives are not our own. So with that being said, let us pray. Father, in the name of Christ Jesus, we give you glory today. We give you honor and reverence. Father, can't say it enough. Just how grateful we are that you are saving us. That you have sent us a savior who laid down his life for us. Who abolished the power and control that sin had over us our whole entire lives. And he defeated death by his resurrection. Christ Jesus. Our Lord, your Son, and our God willingly gave himself up for us. He was sinless and perfect. He is our example of excellence. Father, over here in First in Thessalonians 4, you tell us, how we ought to be living, how we ought to be living. Paul goes on to say, finally, believers, we ask and admonish you in the Lord Jesus that you follow the instruction that you received from us about how you ought to walk and please God. Just as you are actually doing. And that you excel even more and more. Pursuing a life of purpose. And living in a way that expresses gratitude to God for your salvation. For you know what commandments and precepts we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus For this is the will of God, that you be sanctified, separated and set apart from sin, that you abstain and back away from sexual immorality, that each of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor being available for God's purpose and separated from things profane, not to be used in lustful passion like the Gentiles who do not know God and are ignorant of His will, and that in this matter of sexual misconduct, no man shall transgress and defraud His brother because the Lord is the Avenger and all these things just as we have told you before and solemnly warned you for God has not called us to impurity but to holiness to be dedicated and set apart by behavior that pleases him whether in public or in private. So, whoever rejects and disregards this is not merely rejecting man, but the God who gives His Holy Spirit to you to dwell in you and empower you to overcome temptation. Now, concerning brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write you, for you have been personally taught by God to love one another. That is to have an unselfish concern for others and to do things for their benefit For indeed, you already do practice it toward all the believers throughout Macedonia by actively displaying your love and concern for them. But we urge you, brothers and sisters, that you excel in this matter more and more and to make it your ambition to live quietly and peacefully, and to mind your own affairs and work with your hands just as we directed you so that you will behave properly toward outsiders, exhibiting good character, personal integrity, and moral courage worthy of the respect of the outside world and be dependent on no one and in need of nothing. Be self-supporting. Amen. Verse 13, Father, talks about those who died in Christ. Now, We do not want you to be uninformed, believers, about those who are asleep in death, so that you will not grieve for them as the others do, no, so that you will not grieve for them as the others do who have no hope beyond this present life. For if we believe, listen, my brethren the gospel for if we believe that jesus died and rose again as in fact he did even so in this same way by raising them from the dead will bring with him those those believers who have fallen asleep in jesus for we say this to you by the Lord's own word, that we who are still alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will in no way proceed into his presence, those believers who have fallen asleep in death, for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a shout of of command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the blast of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain on the earth will simultaneously be caught up, raptured together with them the resurrected ones in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Amen. Therefore, comfort and encourage one another with these words concerning our reunion with believers who have died. Amen. Father, I absolutely love that chapter. There is, is goodness, more goodness coming our way. But we must remain faithful and stand firm and stay out of sin. Being obedient to your word, Father, is crucial for our spiritual maturity. So, Father, I ask for wisdom, wisdom, to exhort today's lesson, to teach it in such a way that we have understanding. May the Holy Spirit move on me, open up my, my thinking, my intuitive mind, so that I too can grasp what you are conveying to us. Father, thank you for sending Jesus Christ. Thank you that he is coming again. And that if we endure until the end, we will be with you for all of eternity, enjoying the new earth, the new heaven, and the new Jerusalem. Thank you, Father, for, for all That you have done for us. In Jesus mighty name. I pray. Amen. Amen. Alright folks listen. Child of God. Listen. And hear me clearly today. We. Don't get. To remain in our sins. Calling ourselves. Sinners. No. You are not. Sinners sin. That's what we used to do. Used to do. Obviously, there are some things in our lives that still need to be rooted out, cut out, and thrown into the fire. The problem is, you still think That just because Christ has forgiven you, you still get to cry about how, oh, it's so impossible to stop sinning. No, it is not. Not if you truly love God, you respect him, and you no longer want to be his enemy. It does get easier. But guess what? You have to make the commitment that going forward, I am going to be holy. Just like it was commanded for me to be. You have to, on purpose, tell yourself this every single day. Because repentance is all about changing the way you think. Thank you, Holy Spirit, because if you never think about how your mind must be renewed to the things of God, then you will stay in your sin, deceived to believe you have fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ and you don't. The Bible is so clear when God's Holy Spirit is living on the inside of you, you cannot go on sinning and whatever else that needs to be cut away from your life, well, you are working with Holy Spirit to put it away. You don't get to keep doing it day in and day out with this false comfort that The Holy Spirit is working on me. Jesus knows my heart. But where are your works to back up your faith that you say you say you have in the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord? Where are the fruits of your repentance? Because anybody else can see your fruits that... It's not lining up with what you say now you may believe in your heart that you know what I i really am trying. I don't want to go to hell, I want to be with Jesus for all of eternity. Well, beloved, if that is your mindset, then do it. Live holy live clean, live without the guilt of your sin. Then when you run into teachings on holy living and that how no sinner will inherit the kingdom of God, that we all must repent, it won't offend you. You want to know why? Because you are striving to live clean and holy each and every day. You are no longer making it a practice to keep smoking cigarettes, smoking weed, drinking like a drunkard, sleeping around, lying and stealing and cutting up. Holy teachings won't offend you because you agree with what the word says. In 1 Corinthians 6, 9, let's read it real quick just so that we can remind ourselves how we once lived and that if we continue in that lifestyle, we ain't going to make it. Don't get snatched out of your body suit and lift your eyes in a burning hell trying to figure out How did you end up here? Because you made a confession for Christ. You got baptized four or five different times in your life. And you believe the false doctrine of once saved, always saved. Folks, we ain't safe yet until Jesus returns. That's why he told us that the man who endures until the end, that man... Not the backslidden Christian playing around in their sins. He said, that man will be saved. Listen, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 12. Just so we can all be clear that we no longer live like this. Okay. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit Or have any share in the kingdom of God? Hmm? Do you? Do not be deceived. Paul goes on to say, Neither the sexual immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate by perversion, nor those who participate in homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, whose words are used as weapons to abuse, insult, humiliate, intimidate, or slander, nor swindlers will inherit or have any share in the kingdom of God. And such... Verse 11 is key to the born again new covenant, blood bought follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 11 is for us now, and such were some of you before you believed, but you were washed, beloved. By the atoning sacrifice of Christ, you were sanctified, my brethren, set apart for God and made holy. You, precious, were justified, declared free of guilt in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in the Holy Spirit of our God. The source of the believer's new life and changed behavior. Amen. Listen. Your behavior must change. Now that you are born again. Listen. It should be a stark contrast to how you once lived. Like verses 9 all the way to 10 told us we were all doing this. All every bit of it. And then some. Okay. But verse 11. This is how we once were. But now. But now. Listen. You have to understand what happened at the cross. You were washed by the atoning sacrifice of Christ. You were sanctified, set apart for God and made holy. You were justified, declared free of guilt. All of your sin charges... All of your past sin charges have been nailed to the cross. Do you not know that Christ defeated sin on your behalf? You don't have to return back to the vomit. And the only reason why you are actively in the vomit is because you chose to be actively in the vomit. It's not like you have missed it here or there and you are you are a willing, um, submissive soul to the Holy Spirit's toolage that you are actually listening to him and doing what needs to be done to continue to walk on the straight and narrow path that leads to eternal life. So then, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't grieve this process. Listen, this process is not meant to feel good. It is not meant to be easy. Do you right, Holy Spirit? Do you think going to a cross and being nailed to it was easy? Do you think Jesus wanted to be humiliated and and brutally beaten to a bloody pulp for nothing? He willingly did it looking ahead to the joy that you will one day come to him and live a life of gratitude for what he has done for you. Do you not realize that you were an enemy of the living God on your way to a burning hell as you await final judgment? At the great white throne. Revelation 20 tells us in verse 15. If your name has not been found. Written in the Lamb's book of life. You will be thrown into this lake of fire. And never forget this beloved. The wages of sin is death. But. The free gift of God is eternal life through his son, Christ Jesus, our Lord. So you ain't got no business being in willful sin. You want to know why? Let's come over here to verse 12 of 1 Corinthians 6. Paul goes on to say, everything is permissible for me. But not all things are beneficial. Let me say that again. But not all things are beneficial. Yeah, everything is permissible for me. But I will not be enslaved. That's the mindset, folks, you should have over here in this kingdom. Okay? Because see... I've learned the hard way over here in this kingdom It's all about righteousness. It's all about changed behavior. It's all about Jesus Christ. He is preeminent. All of this surrounds him. He is the head of this body. What he says goes. If you don't agree with it, then you are not Part of this kingdom. Why would you argue with someone. Who has laid down his life for you. In such a way. You would never do it for someone else. The The Bible tells us. Yeah maybe for a good man. Someone may lay down his life. Maybe. Maybe. But Christ Jesus. Even before you were even. Thought about coming into this world. He died for you. Anyway, anyway, so yeah, he gets to tell us how we ought to be living. He is Lord and Savior and God. So everything is permissible for me, but I will not be enslaved by anything and brought under its power. Look, allowing it to control me. Amen. Folks, bright Holy Spirit. Listen, (laughs) Holy Spirit, sometimes you be so on point. Listen, you cannot allow a $10 pack of cigarettes control you. You cannot allow a $10 bottle of booze control you. For what? Well, I'm stressed. You don't understand Hubby cutting up. Wifey ain't doing right. Kids are all over the place. My job is, is stressful. And you mean tell me I got to be perfect? Yep. Mm-hmm. All of us has to be. Okay. And the goal is to get there. Don't let nothing, anybody, anyone control you where now you allow yourself Okay, because this is not about blame shifting. You allow yourself to go back into sin when all we had to do, come to find out it was so easy, but all we had to do was to go to Jesus with the problem of the day. He said, come to me and I will give you rest. And if you say, well, the devil just keeps messing with me. He's only messing with you because you have not submitted yourself to God like he told us to. You have not resisted the devil like he told us to. And so, yeah, he will continue to mess with you because you keep allowing doors to be open for him to come into your life. So now you are confused. Confused and deceived, John can't cannot be any clearer in his letters. We know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. It all shows up in our lives, folks. How are you living? because Jesus okay. Jesus, as we're going to see in these scriptures, told us that there is a cost to following him. Because the question on the floor is, why is following Christ so difficult? Well, for me, my personal experience, my answer To this question right here. Why is following Christ so difficult? You want to know why? Because I never gave up the sin. That's why. And I know that he is holy. And he wants us to be holy. And so because I'm still in willful practicing. On purpose. Deliberate sin. Yeah. It was difficult to follow Jesus. Folks, listen. Let us understand. Okay. Our Lord promises blessing and fulfillment to those who follow who follow him, right? John 4 14. But whoever drinks of the water that I give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Amen. So if you are thinking because of these wolves and sheep's clothing that all Jesus wants you to be is happy and rich and financially blessed. You will be disappointed because that is not what He gives us, He gives us eternal life welling up within us as a spring of water. You know what? People have been surprised that. The way of Christ is not as easy as they had hoped. Sometimes following Christ can be downright difficult. Amen. And you know what? It should be. It should be. Because we out here acting like all that we are doing is not being written down. We are taking our God as a joke. People think Jesus is nothing more than a Santa Claus. People only think about Jesus on pagan Easter and pagan Christmas. Every day in between, people are living like they don't have a care in the world and that they believe that once saved, always saved. Oh, oh, I know I'm going to heaven really, then, then how are you living? Well, yeah, well, I know I'm not perfect. That's why I'm still a sinner. See, see, you are all over the place. And so again, when you bump into righteous holiness teaching, you believe that it shouldn't be so harsh that that may if we can also talk about John three sixteen, Okay. But the book of John chapter 3 continues after verse 16. You do know that though, right? Uh-huh. Because uh, see, I don't know. Right, Holy Spirit? People must think that, that the book of John ends at verse 16. Because no one wants to talk about verse 17, 18, and 19, and 20 though. Right? So, the fact is this, folks. Blessing and hardship are not mutually exclusive. The disciples left everything to follow Christ. And the Lord promised them a hundred times as much blessing in return. We see Mark ten, twenty-eight to 30. That says... Let me open this up. Peter began to say to him, see, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, truly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions, and in the age to come eternal life. Amen. Because see, folks listen. Okay, we can have all the material possessions we want, right? Our goal is spiritual, eternal life. All these things we have now in this present age, yes, they are good, they are comfortable, they are convenient, and they are temporary. Temporary. So, i rather go with the one who promised me eternal life. Therefore, I will now cuz I was playing before y'all, okay? Okay? But now I am going to live my life and I pray that you do this too, okay? I am now going to live my life with a purpose, and that is to please my heavenly Father. And and whatever blessings Come from that obedience. Well then I'll take it. Yes. I'll take it. And in some way. Share it with others. Why not? So. Right. Holy Spirit. Let's make this clear. We don't do things. To get something. From God. We don't do stuff like tithing and which is a false doctrine for the 21st century uh, Gentile, okay, believer in Christ, okay? Um, we don't go to church to please God. We don't do mighty good works to please God, to get something from Him. Our mindset is walking in obedience, and when the father, to his good pleasure chooses to bless it, um to bless you with anything material, well then that is a blessing, but we are not doing this to get the blessing that's gravy, okay, because listen, just like precious sister says that If we never get anything on this side of glory from the father, he has already given us everything, eternal life. So following Jesus, you will have to pay a cost. You don't get to live your life any kind of way you choose to be. I mean that you choose to do. Absolutely not. Listen. As followers, okay of the Lord Jesus Christ, we face resistance from this world because most of us don't want to go out here and preach the true gospel, okay, because we know the true gospel don't go down easy with the with the sinner man and the deceived quote unquote Christian okay they they only want you to talk about God's love meanwhile they don't love God because God tells us about those who love him those who love him obey him those who love him love his son those who love him will not reject his son those who love him believe that Christ Jesus is the son of the living God. In fact, he is God. So in this world, you will be persecuted because of Jesus. Listen, Second Timothy 3.12 tells us, in fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. So, uh, folks... When persecution comes your way, clap for it. Be joyful. That means you are living a godly life in Christ Jesus. You you must be. Because persecution don't come to the one who is rolling in sin and acting and behaving like a heathen. Because the world loves its own Right, and then here you come out of the wilderness, like like John the Baptist, right, coming out of the wilderness on off the side road to the main road, telling people they must repent for the kingdom of of heaven is at hand. Nobody want to hear that well Jesus tells us in. Beloved John three, because again, people want to to stop at verse 16, verse 17 and 18 is so telling that the one who rejects Jesus is because of their worthless, sinful activities. So that's why it is difficult to follow Jesus because people still want to be in their sins. So now look. Crack open the Bible time now. I am going to give y'all a slew a slew of short scriptures that that serves as a reminder. It serves as a reminder of the cost of the cost to follow Jesus. Luke 9:23 and he said to all if any one would come after me let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me second 2 timothy 2:15 2 do your best to present yourself to god as one approved a worker who has no need to be ashamed Amen. Rightly handling the word of truth. Folks, if you are living clean and holy, sensible and upright, you will not be ashamed about anything. Anything. I'm telling you, listen, I'm a witness. When I was still in willful sin, calling myself, quote unquote, a Christian, right? I didn't evangelize anybody. I wasn't talking about the gospel. I was not preaching it. I wasn't teaching it. Because my life was in bipolar opposite. Of what we ought to be doing. Okay. As a matter of fact. I didn't even know what the the true the true gospel was really all about. Yes, I knew Jesus died for my sins. Why? I don't know. Um, What happened at the cross? I don't know. I just know that he died. What was the purpose of him going to the cross? I don't know. Only thing I know is that I'm still smoking weed, drinking, sleeping around, and, and having myself a good a good old time at the same time being depressed and suicidal. So, no, nope, nope, nope. There must be a change in your behavior. Mm-hmm. Ongoing, daily, denying yourself because, right, Holy Spirit. The main reason why people find it difficult to follow Jesus is because they do not deny themselves like he tell us to. You don't want to give up anything that pleases that flesh. Well, you are in the wrong kingdom for that that is why you are absolutely miserable you believe you can have it both ways you cannot eat you listen you cannot have your cake and eat it too not in this kingdom uh uh-uh. uh this kingdom come to find out it is all about righteousness holiness peace joy in the holy ghost this is not about living your best life, um, eating and drinking and being merry. Nope, as if Judgment Day ain't coming down the pike. Listen, I want y'all to study Colossians 3, 1 through 25. But I'm going to read a little bit of it. If then you have been listen where's my bell listen if then you have been raised with Christ seek the things that are above where where Christ is seated at the right hand of God set your minds that's the key folks You must set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. See, that's your problem because that was my problem. My mind was not set on things above. It was fully set and enmeshed on this earth. So come to find out, we are to set our minds on things above. Why? For you have died and your life I told y'all, I told y'all this, your life is hidden in Christ, with Christ in God. Listen, when Christ who is your life appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Put to death. Therefore, what is earthly in you, which is what? sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire and covetousness, which is idolatry. Amen. So read it all the way to verse 25, folks. Listen. Luke 9:62. Jesus said to him, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Amen. Look, Jesus says that if you come and follow him and then now you want to look back at that old life in longing, as if following him is not such a good idea. After all, when you found out that you must live holy, but then you looking back, just like Lot's wife. That's what happened to her. The angels told her, don't look back because Sodom and Gomorrah was being uh, burnt down to the ground. Okay, but what did she do? She looked back and God turned her into a pillar of salt. Okay, do you want that to happen to you? Here you are supposedly for Christ, living for him, but then at the same time because you and your uh, girlfriends keep going to the club and why are you going? I don't know, because you get there and you are not drinking. You are not gyrating. You just sitting there being miserable. So then why go? Well, I'm trying to live holy. Okay, then why go to the club? Because you're going to feel some kind of way that everybody is having all this sinful fun, but you can't because you are a child of God. But then you keep longing, looking back. And how do we know you are longing and looking back? Because you at the club where you are not supposed to be. Amen. Look, Matthew 8, 18 to 22. Now when Jesus saw saw a crowd around him, he gave orders to go over to the other side. And a scribe came up and said to him, teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Another of the disciples said to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, follow me and leave the dead to bury their own dead. Amen. Folks, listen. Everybody wants to follow Jesus. Everybody wants to be a fan. But then when the, the acid test comes up, well, I got something to do. Well, I need to first clean myself up completely. And then I'm going to come to follow Jesus. Because Jesus, I, I'm coming. I'm coming. All this, I'm coming. I'm coming. But you never arrive. Jesus is telling us, when you follow him, we we leave everything behind and come follow him. You want to know why? Because Jesus is the only one who shed blood for you. Jesus is the only one who stopped the coming wrath of holy God coming upon you. Jesus is the only one that paid our sin debt in full by being nailed to a roman's cross so we can give him lip service until we are blue in the face but how are you living because you see we keep getting back to this sticking point how are you living are you living like you believe him to be your Lord and Savior? Are you living like you are in full gratitude for what he has done for you? Are you living like God has bestowed his grace and mercy upon your wretched soul? How are you truly living? So, Luke 14 33 Jesus was saying therefore any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple Mm -hmm. well that's just not fair what you mean I gotta give up everything for Jesus yeah did he not give up everything for you Jesus is God. He had a mission. The Bible tells us how Jesus put aside his deity temporary while he was on this flat earth in the body of a man. To do what? To go to the cross for you. And so now we over here... In the 21st century, acting like a bunch of babies. Well, I can't just stop smoking. I just can't this and I and um I love to have sex. All of this whining and complaining, but then <clears throat> but then you are the first one every pagan Sunday morning down at the apostate church giving up your 10%. Folks, listen. Can't be any clearer. In God's kingdom. It is all about Christ Jesus. All about him. Every bit of it. Is about Christ Jesus. It's not about you and your feelings. It's not about me and my bad emotions. It's not about none of us. It is all about holiness righteousness doing what is right and good and being enthusiastic for wanting to live good and holy not complaining not looking back not murmuring and being bitter like who does that when someone gave up their physical life for you and then you got the nerve to be complaining well listen You are in the wrong kingdom. You have not been born again. God's Holy Spirit does not reside in you. Because John tells us that children of God don't make a practice of sinning. They cannot go on sinning. Why? Because God's seed lives on the inside of them. That's why. So, if you find yourself living a lifestyle of sin, you have not been born again. You have not met met the real Jesus Christ. Nope. Hate to break it to you. On this podcast, it's all about the truth. And God's truth ain't easy to swallow for the one who wants to stay in their sins. Nope, ain't it ain't because Galatians 2.20. I told y'all. Galatians 2.20 2.20 turned the lights on for me because I was walking in darkness, deceived. Okay. Galatians 2.20 tells us I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer, folks, listen to what the Lord is telling us. It is no longer I who live. I told you. You died. Okay. You died. Your wants and needs. And selfish ambitions. And pleasures and treasures. Of this world. All that died. On the day you came to Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Anything. Anything selfishly you want for yourself you want to walk by the light of your torches that you have set ablaze for yourself but now you see through the word of God you can serve God and mammon so now you got a problem because you thought being a quote-unquote Christian that you have this easy pass straight to heaven and that you can get in on Jesus ticket to the good life. I I don't know what you was thinking because I was thinking that and a lot of deceived quote unquote Christians thought the same thing too. Why? Because we were preached a false Christ. Jesus told us that in the last days that there will be many false messiahs. So with that being the case, we know there is a false church system at work who preaches these false messiahs. Folks, listen. Okay. I'm getting upset. (laughs) With love, though. Okay. Listen. You no longer live, but Christ lives in you. Look. It says, and the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. There we are. We can't get around these scriptures so we can try to bend them, lean on them, twist them. At the end of the day, you died. I died. Once we have sincerely repented of our sins, we died with Christ up there on the cross. What else I got for y'all? Look, Matthew ten thirty eight. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Yo. The Lord Jesus Christ cannot be any clearer, okay, so all of this, oh yeah, I'm a follower, oh yeah, I believe in Jesus, meanwhile, you're still living like the child of the devil. nope, nope, can't have it both ways, so let's take this medicine, come on Luke ten three Jesus is telling us, go your way. Behold, I am sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Folks, it ain't easy being in this kingdom, but it is joyful and peaceful at the same time. Now that we know we are being sent out Into the midst of wolves. We better get this word deep on the inside of us. As a weapon. It is a sword. Listen. You must put on the full armor of God. Do you not know there are wolves out here. Looking at you lamb chop. With drool hanging from their fangs looking to tear you apart with all of their false doctrines and and um doctrines of devils and traditions of men okay listen you better come with the true gospel okay and and arm yourself and live clean and holy how are you going to back down the wolf when all you are thinking about is all of this guilt. That because you ain't living right. But you know enough of the, of the word to combat what this person is saying to you. But you can't be effective and stand with great boldness. Because you ain't living right. See? See? You can't have it both ways. You can't be a Bible-toting-thumper, okay? Telling someone else about their sins when you are living foul. You ain't living clean. So, you won't go out as often preaching the gospel. You're really not going to have a prayer life because I'm a witness Okay, coming to God with dirty hands and a guilty conscience don't work. So it's just best just to remain clean and holy and then be prepared and stand your ground. That when these wolves come to you, you ain't backing down. You telling them no, you must live holy. Well, all of us sin. All of us got something, and you know, Jesus knows my heart. No, you tell them, but the command is to go, comma, and sin no more. No, you are, in fact, supposed to be holy. The Lord said, be holy. Not, if you could, you would, you, it would really be great. Heaven would be so happy. No, the command is, be holy. That means you are holy because Christ justified you. He sanctified you. So what you mean? No, we are all sinners. No, speak for yourself. Because those of us who are truly looking to get to heaven, then we are going to do everything that the master tells us to do. And if we miss it Not that we are living it, but if we miss something, then we go immediately to the Father, repent and confess it, and henceforth walk in obedience. But at no time do we make it a lifestyle, folks. Listen, I'll give you a few more. Luke 6.40 A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. Amen. Folks, listen. Okay. Common sense. We ain't altogether perfect. You want to know why? We have not been glorified yet. We are in sanctification. Where the, the cutting and the pruning takes place. But the goal is to walk in obedience. Because then we will become like our teacher when we are fully trained. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Right. This is boot camp. This is training. The Bible is for and is um, um, profitable <laughs> can't even get it out is because cause I'm getting worked up that's why once I get worked up I just start stammering listen the Bible is profitable for training in righteousness but if you are not in this word being and getting trained then how are you going to walk in holiness if you spend all of your time Doing and being bombarded. I told you I can't even talk. Being bombarded with the cares of this life. This world. All of your problems are just bombarding you every single second. You don't have time to sit with Holy Spirit and be trained. So... It's no wonder you are still walking around here talking about, well, no, I'm saved, but I'm a sinner too. No, 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 don't go like that. Mm-mm. Listen, in closing, I'll give you a few more. Let me see. Right, because we cannot be friends with this world. Look, James 4, 4. You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Luke fourteen twenty eight. Jesus was saying, for which of you desiring to build a tower? Does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough. No, no, whether he has enough to complete it. Let me ask the question again. For which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it? Amen. Jesus is like, look, listen, okay. Over here in this kingdom is all about me and what I have done for you. Right? Over here in this kingdom is all about being holy and being perfect, being set aside, um, being set aside, no, being set apart and holy for God. Right? Over here in this kingdom, we are enthusiastic. To doing what is good. Over here in this kingdom. We we first seek. The kingdom of God. And his righteousness. And all the things that we want. Will be added onto us. Over here in this kingdom. It's all about eternal life. It's all all about. Denying yourself. Putting that flesh under. It's, It's all about picking up your cross. And following me. It's all about no longer being part of this wicked world. It's now all about persecution. That is coming your way. Because people are going to hate you because of me. But nonetheless, take heart. I've already whipped the enemy on your behalf. That's how it is over here in this kingdom. In this kingdom, we walk That straight and narrow road. Over here in this kingdom. We don't make provisions for the flesh. Where now we are back in the vomit. Being enslaved to everything that we made permissible to us. Mm -hmm. So. If you want to be over here in this kingdom. With all of that. Then you need to sit down. And count the cost, whether or not you will remain faithful to endure until the end. Think about it. Think. Okay. No more smoking weed. Are you good with that? No more sleeping around. Are you good with that? No more taking God's name in vain. Are you good with that? Are you good with the fact that you are in this third remarriage and your first covenant spouse is still alive? And I said, no adulterer will inherit the kingdom of God. Are you okay with that? Because all liars will have their place in the lake of fire and Jesus said that when he returns, he is coming with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Second Thessalonians 1 8 through 9. Are you good with that? Because if you ain't, this kingdom is not for you. I'm telling you, it won't work for you. But if you are serious about getting out of here in one piece, if you are serious about your gratitude. In what Christ has done for you. Then this is the kingdom for you. If you have set your mind on heaven. You have set your mind that you hate sin. You have set your mind that you love God with everything within you. And you love your neighbor as yourself then this kingdom, my friend, is for you because in this kingdom, there is eternal life. In this kingdom, there will be no more sorrow, no more death, no more crying, no more pain, no more sin, no more wickedness. In this kingdom, we are awaiting our Lord and Savior God. In this kingdom, our bodies will be resurrected and glorified as his body. In this kingdom, we serve one God, the Lord Jesus Christ. In this kingdom, we give up our lives. In this kingdom, we walk sensible, upright, and godly lives in full obedience to the Father. And whatever else that needs to be cut and pruned and, and, and taken away, we lift our hands off of it and say, let it be your will, Father, because this discipline is good for me. Amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Christ Jesus, we love you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for our salvation. We are grateful and humbled that our creator, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, loved us so much that he demonstrated his love by sending us a savior. Sinners are made right with you. When we have faith in your son and what he has done for us, Jesus reconciled us back to you. Through his shed blood, which was sprinkled on the mercy seat of God, Jesus made atonement for our sins, paying the penalty that we could not have paid. And through his precious shed blood. When we come with repentance. We can have our sins forgiven. That's some awesome good news. That we ain't got no problem sharing this with the world father. Help us. Help us to remain clean and holy. Help us, Father. We need your help. Help us to stand firm until the end. We trust in you, Jesus, that whatever is going on in our lives, we come to you. You are our Lord of the Sabbath. We come to you for rest. We come to you for wisdom. Training, show us how to live holy, Father, because some of us, we, we really don't know how to live holy. We, we may think we know, but then it doesn't show up in our lives. So train your messengers to go out here and teach what it is that you expect for your children so that the brethren can be edified thank you holy spirit right jesus when he ascended back to heaven he gave gifts to us to his body some to be prophets uh what is it apostles prophets evangelists pastors and teachers for the edifying of the body so that we can grow and mature and not still be babes being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. So, Father, I pray for all of us who have these gifts That we walk in holiness so that we won't be ashamed and, and be ready to be used as a vessel for your purpose, your plans, and to your glory. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, folks. Listen, we can do this. Okay? We can do this. Sin no longer has mastery over you. It's finito kid with sin. Sin don't have a say, so don't give it a say. Amen. Amen. All right, folks, another one in the can. Repent and believe. Stop sinning and turn back to God. For bad company corrupts. good morals come to your senses as you ought and stop sinning amen amen and lord willing until next time i shall be speaking to you all soon bye for now